Yeah. I I put in uh, the count in, so don't oh, worry. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, three clicks. Four count. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> oh shit! I'm off. Yeah! <laughs> Damn, y'all really know y'all's audience. That's Morning. <laughs> and welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen Houshield. I'm Chapstick Russo. His name is Jackson. I'm Adam Selby. Who? Adam Selby. I thought who? your name was Andy, Andy Marine. Andy Marine? Who? I don't know who I am today. Mike Jones. There you That's go. That's it. <laughs> today, we have Strange Mother with us. It's Strange Mother, y'all. Um, <laughs> they didn't get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let that one just whoop. fly right over my head. Yeah. We That's got okay. Strange Mother with us all the way from Austin, Texas. Yeah. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. All right, I uh, I am Anthony, and I play the drums and sing a little bit. I'm Cameron. I play the guitar and sing. And I'm Michael, and I play the bass and don't sing. Yeah, and me, Mike D. <laughs> I like when you guys looked into there, you, Cameron, you definitely, like, whenever you started talking, you were staring straight into the mic. <laughs> it's, a, it's a habit thing, yeah. Wait, that's one of the beauties of podcasting is... No uh, one will know unless you talk about it. It's definitely never uh, a natural feeling. Uh, it, like, you, you, the whole point of podcasting is you're supposed to have, like, a natural conversation, but right. you're it's a room of six people with mics in our face, yeah. and there's, like, cords yep. everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of my environment. <laughs> no, I mean, like it's weird, but I'm used to it. It's like family dinner. You know, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys, uh, at least the two times I have seen you guys, you have been a power trio. But you definitely you have other people in your band, correct? Well, yeah, we have in the past. My sister, yeah, my sister. Uh, I've been making music. She's been in the band with me uh, since like 2008, kind of on and off, you know, sibling wise. Um, but she like, doesn't like sometimes your sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we disowned her. She got adopted by another family. It's a complicated yeah. thing. But uh, no, um, she uh, she doesn't really play with us anymore now, yeah. though. She kind of does her own thing now. What does she play? <laughs> oh man, she plays uh, the accordion, the violin. I mean, right now she's really trying to get like a um, a jazzy bluegrass kind of group thing going. So like, she's on her own shit. You know what I'm saying? She's not. She's not on this like weird. Indie rock and roll shit, really. You know, it's like <laughs> it's not the music she listens to. So, I think that can always be good, though. Having uh, being in a band with like playing in a band that like of stuff you don't listen to because mm-hmm. an outsider can you know bring something really new instead mm-hmm. of like oh this person does this. Yeah, she did really. <laughs> I mean, she did really, really cool things and really cool textures. I mean, I, you know, I, I miss having her in the band. Ari, if you can hear this, uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I haven't seen you in three days. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, uh, at one point, I mean, this is before the band was Strange Mother. Everyone was, you know, in Houston, when it was called Gorman's Liberty, there was like five people in the band. You know, we had like a lead guitarist and an organist, and it was wow. just crazy. Yeah, it had this like carnival kind of sound, and it was really cool. But I like this more, actually. I like the more concise. Well, when, and we, we'll talk about this for sure, but like whenever you listen to y'all's recorded music, it, yeah. like they're. Because, you know, you guys are right now live, at yeah. least, guitar, mm-hmm. bass, drums. I don't know if you guys ever have, like, any horns come and play, like, specially. But, uh-huh. like, when you listen to the record, you guys do have, you know, things that are overlaid on the tracks. So it right. it is this kind of big thing, but it's really cool to, you know, hear it 
not not really basics, but like without you know, because you guys have like a sax solo in one of your songs. Oh man, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Young Buck. Uh, that's always been my dream, man. I've always had a dream to have a sax solo on a song because I grew up listening to Marvin Gaye. And that was just like the coolest thing in the world to me. Um, and um, we had Sterling play with us one time, the saxophone player. But mm-hmm. uh, he's so busy. I mean, it's not like a, a regular thing that could happen. Yeah, know? but I, I think that that can be really fun. Yeah. Hey, Adam, don't you play saxophone? I used to. Yeah, I've always said that, Adam. I, I, I don't know if anybody who listens to this knows no what one, Adam looks no like. No one can see me. But <laughs> <laughs> if you can imagine seeing somebody on the street and imagine that. You look at them and you're like, that person plays the saxophone. That's Adam Selby. To am, me. Am I, I also could... homeless? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Now you're painting the pictures. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. a good picture. Kind of like Nick Offerman from uh, The Office. <laughs> Not The Office. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Subscribers like drop. You can't edit around that. Though. I'm sorry that this isn't a sitcom <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you talking TV to me? <laughs> but okay so uh you guys or you mentioned indie rock or that's what you guys call yourself on your website or why website facebook sure <laughs> our website wow. facebook.com yeah. yeah on your facebook we started uh, a few years yeah, back yeah you changed your name from zuckerberg mother <laughs> <laughs> But so on Genius your, marketing pool, really. <laughs> on your, uh, you guys really do. I feel like you have a unique style. Where yeah, if you're putting it in like general terms, yes, you guys are indie rock. Freak but pop is what I like yeah. to call it. Yeah. So on your website, you guys have freak pop, story songs, weird time. Those yeah. Are your genres. Yeah, that's pretty. I think I put that pretty well. Yeah. I don't remember that, but I like weird time. I think yeah. that's that's my favorite. When we get into weird time, yeah. care to unpack at all? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I think, um, well, when I say freak, you know, uh, yeah, people will ask me sometimes, like, what's, I mean, what's the deal with the shit y'all are doing? I mean, what's going on here, you know? And then, uh, I, I, yeah, I always, like, struggle to kind of define it because I never think of, I never think of, like, writing a song, like, oh, I'm gonna write a rock song, and this is gonna be, like, a jazz song. Very, almost never. The only song that I ever really had that in mind for was that song, Young Buck, you know? I want to make this, like, a jazzy song. But, like, uh, 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 like, we were actually talking about this the other last night. We really, like, focus on one song at a time and try to get that one song to be whatever it is that it needs to be, regardless of what it sounds like. I mean, I even, like, I mean, I like taking that risk and trying to do something that doesn't sound like the previous thing before that makes me nervous, you know, if everything kind of sounds the same. So I think it kind of leads us to be kind of um, scattershot, you know? And that's why I like to use the term freak pop because it's like uh, this awkward combination of shit that I think we're trying to, we, it, uh, you know, between bands like, uh, for me, like Deer Hoof, you know, and then Pavement and then Daniel Johnston and then and then mixing in with their influences, you know, because we actually, I wouldn't say we have, like, our music tastes are not a complete circle. It's mm. more like a Venn diagram, you know? And um, so... Yeah, yeah, that's what, and, and story songs too, you know, I think, um, well, you know, I grew up reading Goosebumps and shit, you know, so like I always like wanted to be a writer, you know, so I always like try to, yeah, like create uh, a thing. Young Buck was like my attempt to like, or, or was like, when I was like thinking, I was like, well, let's make this sound like c- cinematic, was like kind of like my, a lot of like the motivation behind that, you know? Yeah, I mean, so you brought up the whole writer thing. 
one of the things that I definitely have noticed about y'all. It's the lyrics. They're very particular, and also they sound just kind of not really random, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, like specifically you have that one song uh, where you talk about 9-11 and <laughs> Selena and yeah. the same. Like, and I think you say something like, what it's like stuck in an eighth grade quagmire yeah it's a really nice succession of lyrics and they also they feel like disjointed from each other a little bit which is kind of cool yeah and it's like you can derive your own meaning from it it's just Mm -hmm. like so i guess that's you know the intent right there yeah Yeah. definitely with that one i was definitely trying to like ah, like kind of like create i mean the, the whole point of that song was like where was i when 9 11 happened and then my mom played Selena because everything on the radio was crazy. I mean, uh, I mean, like like it says, like a in the song that uh, TV on wheels scream, skies on fire, you know. Um, and that's what it was like. Everyone was like freaking out. And the moms were coming to come pick them up. And then my mom was driving us home, and they were just talking on the radio. Nine uh, eleven, the terrorists are gonna attack Houston because the oil fields and this ridiculous shit and so my mom was like fuck this and I put on Selena and like that's like so like that was like and we just listened to Selena all the way home you know in the song but, I mean yeah. I would like to do that every day just listen to Selena but I try to <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 8th grade quagmire yeah you know we were all like in a shitty place I was in a shitty place in 8th grade you yeah. know yeah terrible <laughs> Well, there's uh, we've definitely opened the gates to talking about 9-11 now. Is that a new segment? Yep, here's our new segment. <laughs> Where were you? On that fateful day. <laughs> so you mentioned a, a Venn diagram. Uh, where do you guys meet in the middle? Is it Selena? Uh, in them, the middle? No. <laughs> I would say we have a Selena overlap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been listening to songs like, Hey, baby, K Paso. <laughs> um... Texas Tornadoes. Great band. We like diversity, yes. Yeah, um, but we definitely all come together on things like, I guess... Pavement. Pavement, Pavement. yeah. We were were all jamming pavement in the car. Um, Um, Deerhoof a bit. Can you jam pavement? It seems... Typically, it's pretty low-key. It's not very, like... If the Minutemen can jam Econo, we can jam pavement. My references are on fucking point. (laughs) God, I love the Minutemen. Shit. Yeah, no, uh... Yeah, I would say, um... Pavement, um... The Queens of the Stone Age. Have Um, you heard of them, Hagen? Who? (laughs) What would you say, Mike? What? Well, hip hop, you know, like where we meet, like music tastes. You can't mm. use uh, this metaphor, Venn diagram, and not tell me where in the middle you guys are. Yeah. Uh, 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 we, uh, touch. we gotta touch. Yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's Strange Mother, that's where you guys meet. That's yeah. right there. Both. You guys all like that? that that's a good, <laughs> good much better. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Any of y'all dislike uh, Strange Mother? Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. I'm a little outside the yeah, bag yeah. on that one. Mike D has his reservations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so another thing about it is you kind of have a, a a rhythmic style. Like there are, I guess you know, all vocalists are rhythmic. But like with yours, it does. I guess when you mention hip hop, it does. Mm-hmm. It, it when you listen to Strange Mother, there is a rhythmic to it. It's um, not just singing where it's just like, oh, okay, you know, here's the right, nice harmony. Yeah. There, you are very good at like, you know, 
going with the music or going against it in a, in a nice, cool way. And I assume that's on purpose. No, thank you. Yeah, no, I was literally just telling these guys, I wish I could be a rapper, man. Like, I wish I could, like, get away with that. You know, yeah. like, you know but, I mean, uh, <laughs> I listen to rap more than I listen to rock and roll. I mean, I, you know, I notice that all the time. I mean, I just... Um, I've always, re- I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I used to listen to Eminem. Like, when I heard Eminem, I was like, holy shit, it really scared me, you know? I mean, and then I, I would literally, like, uh, just try to rewrite, like, the phrases that he had, and then just try to rewrite my own words, this stupid eighth grade quagmire shit, and, uh, <laughs> and try to fit it in those bars. And, um, uh, I don't know, I think that always, like, had a big, um, influence, uh, impact on how I write, and then, uh, I used to take. Uh, I was taking some poetry classes when I was in college, and and my um, I had a, a poetry teacher who uh, was Dale Smith, who was really helpful for me to understand phrasing and, and yeah. So, I mean, there was even a point like we hanging and I saw you guys perform last night, and you got like there was a point where just the drums and bass were going, and you just were holding your guitar and just singing, and like, oh, yeah, you know, where, that felt pretty rap to me. Oh yeah, yeah. And maybe the closest you ever get to being a rapper is that little song. I don't even know if it was on purpose. If the song is just normally like that, or if you're just like, "Fuck it, I don't want to play anymore." But that's how we do that live. Yeah. Uh, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> you know, just whoop, just turn it out. My guitar. Um, yeah, no, I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, it's I, you know, you are what you eat in a sense, you know. So yeah. it's comes out should definitely take a rap verse in one of the songs Anthony sings. Oh god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my name's Tony D, and I'm here to say. <laughs> yeah, I think that would go over really well. Yeah. It would. Weird time. Weird time. Yeah. Weird, weird time. There it is. Very, very weird time. <laughs> weird time. So, as, so, last night I saw you singing. Last, uh, last night singing. Last, last night, night singing. singing last night. Last night. <laughs> I'm sorry. Help. Grandma, sorry. help. You mean a few days ago? Uh, for, a few days ago. We haven't even mentioned the date yet. Just hold up the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Tuesday, yeah, this y'all. Is, this is live to you. <laughs> Happy Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Yeah. Have a nice day at work or welcome back from work. Whatever, man. Maybe but so, at work. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Fuck work, guys. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so, Anthony, I'm going to call you Tony now. Yeah. Um, so you had the you have the mic, and what was fun watching you with this mic is, so, you know, you just had a boom stand, and... Uh, you you know you would have it straight up in your face and then i watched you move it one time to like just kick it up and then you pull it back down while drumming <laughs> have you ever thought about getting one of those like little in sync mics um <laughs> just yeah. tape it to your face yeah 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 get real <laughs> discreet with it um i'm i like that because then it i just look like god i'm just like oh, my voice is loud <laughs> um i was wondering what you were going with that <laughs> yeah i'm god uh <laughs> again a lot of little b um <laughs> Well, yeah, um, that was actually what we call in the biz a mistake. Uh, I fucked up and uh, didn't. I, I meant to have it down the whole time, but I yeah no. I've always thought about like what if I did like the Phil Collins thing. And uh, did he have that? He definitely, definitely, definitely did. Yeah, that. And when it was like a really cumbersome '80s like yeah big one, it looks like one of those trucker things. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Uh, oh man, he looks like he's making calls on the Pork Chop Express. Like it's great. Um, on point. <laughs> um, but I also like I I you know I I I more so you know grew up watching and listening Levon Helms so like that was where like he uses like the bendy one that curves around. Uh, I like bendy ones. 
Yeah, like, that, that was kind of, like, I'd be a little more interested in that, but, uh, you know, in the meantime, I'll, I'll stick with the straights. <laughs> there's, no, there's another band in the Venn diagram. I bet the band. I love the yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. The band? What about you? Don't listen to him. Yeah, uh, he's I've never out. heard the yeah. band. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> You're fired. Fine. I'm starting to think that there's this, like, there's these nice two circles in this Venn diagram, and then... <laughs> Yeah, your circle. circle is floating. Now you're off. getting it. <laughs> <laughs> Going all the way. Michael. My circle's just tobacco and DFA. Yeah. So. Yeah, Anthony and Michael yeah. Are, yeah. are closer in realm. Okay, so, I'm probably the weird one out. So, yeah, I'm the not, weird one out. It's really. not a Venn diagram then. No, Damn, no yeah, it's, it's, it's like this is a new Venn yeah. diagram. It's, it's not one of those three <laughs> interlocking circles. It is. Three circles and a line. It's like the top row of the Olympics. It's just the three and they (laughs) intersect on sides, but not all together. It's like modern art. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But I feel like every day, I mean, like, we kind of, we listen to more and more things that we all like. Oh. You know, I mean, yeah. I I know one we all like. Sugar Ray. Oh, yeah. The 90s. The 90s. What about Hoobastank? Who? Hooba who? Mike, Mike Jones. Jones. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is a new thing. This is how podcasts are born. How did uh, how'd that thing start? I don't know. <laughs> what? Is there, are you, are you, how did what start? Are you, are you talking about... No. Who? Mike Jones. Ah. <laughs> so, you guys' name is Strange Mother. Unpack. How did you guys get that name? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay. Freak time? Um, <laughs> well, painful. so... Painful shit. Like Cameron said, <laughs> really? Oh yeah, it was a really long process. We almost—I feel like we almost like broke up at one point. <laughs> yeah, like we literally just like stopped practicing because like every day we would come in and be like, "All right, so what's the new name?" <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we don't have one. Um, so yeah, like he said, our name used to be Gorma Subzi, which is like it's, uh, a, it's a Persian cuisine. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, I'm half Mexican, half Iranian. And um, I, you, gourmet subsidies like the national dish of Iran. Yeah, it's really good. And um, anyway, but like I grew up eating that. You know what I'm saying? It's like my meatloaf. And uh, I, when I was at, when I was with my sister in Houston, like yeah, almost nine years ago, and all the shit had. You know, we were trying. I was like trying to start a band. I just remembered I was looking in my food closet for in my clo- or pantry for something to eat, and I just saw the gourmet subsidy can. And I took a picture of it with my phone like that. And then it was like, that was the name, you know, for seven years. And it was really shitty because every time we would say the name, people would just be like, Gorma what? You know, and it was just like... Yeah, there are two silent H's in Gormasa. (laughs) One of them is the second letter. (laughs) Yeah, that's not not very Google. Yeah, so when when we we, would play all these shows, and, you know, these are like, uh, over the years, there's been like different iterations of the band. um, And then eventually, you know, we landed with, it was me... Um, our friend Eric, Eric uh, yeah, yeah. who's in a band called Capiac, and me, Eric, Cameron, Ari, and we were like, "Well, this is like our version now. Like, yeah. we, we've we've changed so much um, yeah. that we need a new name. We just need a new way of putting what this is, you know, out there." Yeah. Um, Plus, it wasn't working. It preferably, was... yeah, and in, in English was yeah. <laughs> we were trying <laughs> um, to veer away from foreign words. Yeah, you know, kinda... um, but foreign words are always like the best because they 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 look fun. they like visually they always look nice. Yeah, but they're also where you're like, oh shit, people have to spell this, right. and like phonetically, it doesn't make sense. It's, yeah, that was the um, idea. So I think you know the. We definitely lost some of our Persian fans. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> oh, just going to put that out there. We've been hurting that demographic. Yeah. I was like, what? Numbers are dropping. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, so 
we spent so long, you know, crowding around just like trying to like bash our brains out over like finding what our new name was going to be. And I think like the closest like we we laid it on Strange Mother more so just to like as like a peace treaty. Yeah. <laughs> it was like literally like us just signing a concession just like I give up. So there you go. That is the thing in the middle of the Venn diagram. It yeah. It's literally... Wow. Yeah, it all of us give up. Yeah. Oh um, That's called full circle right there. Yeah. <laughs> a perfect circle. I, I think, like, the... Like, the closest we came to another band name was, like, Slug City, which... Oh, yeah. That's a good name. It's a very good name. You should name, like, y'all's uh, debut LP. Isn't that like, your Slug Instagram City. handle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk Someone about that. <laughs> I'm, somebody's still a little attached. I don't, I don't remember even who came up with Strange Mother. I think it was me and Eric. I think yeah. I came up with it. You did? Yeah. Nice. I remember this. Yeah. Before yeah. I even knew you guys. Mm-hmm. Why we're here today. It's a good name, but uh, I think my favorite thing last night at the show was, or my favorite quip of yours on stage <laughs> was when you said, uh, one time on Mother's Day, my mom came out to see us. That was pretty neat. And that's like all you said. I was like, oh, it was like a trifecta because their strange mother, his mom came out, it was Mother's Day. And I think it like, Boom. Just, it fell like across the audience. They're like, I don't get it. But, like, I was yeah. just like, man, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, hell yeah. It's one of those things, that's like, great. I almost like those jokes on stage that don't land. Right. Yeah. But, like, I'm just like, yes. But that, I had that, that like, perfect. moment of awkward silence afterwards. <laughs> And, and then the song, you know? it's great because you're really good. Some people really let it show on stage when a, a joke doesn't land. They're like, well, fuck me. And then they start <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you just kind of had like a smile and you're like, all right. And then play the <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Uh, like, so props to you. No, thank for you. For not uh, falling flat on your joke. Uh, that, uh, you know, I wanted to be a comedian before I was a musician, you know? And a writer. Uh, it, well, uh, And a rapper. I wanted to be a shark scientist first, and then I wanted to be R.L. Stein, and then I wanted to be a comedian, and then I took acid, and I wanted to be a musician. That's kind of like the progression of it all. So are you enjoying Shark Week? I love it, yeah. Every <laughs> every week is Shark Week for me. Oh, right. uh, what was I going to say? That's um, what your tombstone's going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every week is Shark Week. Yeah. But no, I think like, part of that Check is like... Check your local listings. Uh, part of that was from, from bombing, you know, from doing stand-up and staring into the light. And seeing the clock tick down, you know, and being like, oh, here I go, next one, you know, and like, and when you're with the mic, it's not like a guitar is going to jump in. And when you're on the stage doing comedy, it's like, oh God, it's terrifying. I mean, it's yeah. like by far the hardest art form. I think, yeah, and I completely agree with you. And I don't think a lot of people notice this, but like when you see bands, like no matter if they're shitty or whatever, for some reason in society, at least mm. the society we're in, people just... They clap out of respect, even if it's a shitty band they don't like right. and they genuinely don't like it. They'll clap because, you know, it's respectful. It's not that way for comedy. People, like, even if you tell, like, a joke that's just like, oh, that's kind of funny, but I don't love it, people don't laugh. Like, you have to really go for it. Like, I've done a ton of open mics where I'm, I'm oh, up really? there and people always clap for me. And then I'll have a comedian come up afterwards and no one will do anything. I'm like, man. And they're really... It, you know, it's part of that. When yeah. I'm fucking up on stage on guitar, it's just like, you know, I, like, you know, I can just cover it up in a uh-huh. some certain way. But, like, comedy, it's really hard to cover that up. And it's, oh, no. Everyone sees you bomb. The worst. And they're unrelenting, one, too. Yeah. Oh, no. The worst is there's this one dude in the back. You say a joke. There's one dude in the back goes, ah! 
Right, you know, and that's it. That's the worst, man. That's the worst because, like, better there to be crickets. You know, be like, anyway, you could pretend it was like a segue, but when yeah. that one dude's like, huh, like that almost made me laugh, bro. Like, ah, oh, shit, you know? Yes, yeah, that's why I decided not to be that shit, man, because it's too hard. And also, you know, you, uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into this, but like, music, you can write anything about. You can write a song about anything. You know, you can write a song about taking a shit. You 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 guys talking about Selena nine eleven? I don't know if you could like make a joke about everything though. You know, yeah, because you really have to have like a mass appeal in a sense, I guess. Yeah, it's it's critical. You know, you don't. No one makes jokes about how great things are. Like, oh my god, my life is fantastic. I got this. I got that. It's so great. Everyone's gonna be like, that's not funny at all. Where's the suffering? Because pain is laugh. You know, I think pain and comedy are just like whoop. And naturally, nine eleven and uh, Selena are happy. Oh, yeah, exactly. And they go, whoop, like that. It's just, like, interwoven. Yeah, it goes well together. <laughs> so, uh, Anthony, you're pretty into wrestling, aren't you? How, yeah, how'd you know? Uh, I've talked to you before. Your sources? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Tell me your sources. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, we've had a conversation. Your source is me. No, we've had more than one conversation. I'm a liar. Uh, but, yeah, I love wrestling. Yeah. Love want- it. That, that's it. That's, that's all it? you're going to yeah, say about it. No, I mean, I, I, that's a short that, No, topic. that's completely well, all you yeah, have I'm, to say if that's what you want. You yeah. talk about, like, the props like that you've made and how you've made props for us. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the sense that you don't like wrestling. Oh, no, no. I live, I live for wrestling. We're going to have some um, captions for that. Yeah, I'm, I, um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of... Well, doesn't, because uh, you guys are from Austin, mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't Austin have, like, a, yeah. it's a league, or, I'm sorry, I don't know the exact oh, yeah. terminology. I don't, yeah, I mean, like, man, now you're calling me out, I'm looking like a total mark wrestler term. Um, yeah, no, there's there's a, a group called uh, PWR, which stands for Party World Wrestling, um, which I volunteer with. And uh, which started at Mike's house, yeah, yeah. Our backyard. Mike's, Mike's backyard. backyard. Um, yeah. And I'll uh, sometimes work on some construction stuff there, or I'll be like a stagehand. But um, it's a it's a really good collection of uh, really really interesting artists. And uh, on top of that, like the wrestling is really really fun, just because it's all very conceptual. They tr- really try to go out of their way yeah. to just tell stories. It's hilarious. Um, the last one was, uh, oh man, what was it called? Dino Slam, I want to <laughs> say. It was like, yeah, they had just like wrapped up this big like cyberpunk like dark war, as they called it, and uh, uh, and that was fantastic, and so they wanted to kind of like, you know, separate it a little bit, and so they were like, alright, Let's go to the fucking Jurassic era and go wrestle some dinosaurs. <laughs> um, you know, the, 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 there's a wrestler named Bench Horse, and it's literally the concept is just like, you know, like what if like a horse could like bench press? Like, <laughs> and it, the, the, and the, the logical next step is that we are all fucked if that happens. So he's like all, like, all fucking powerful. And then we went to the Jurassic era, and suddenly the, the bench horse became the bench ceratops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Logically, an even, even worse uh, level of terror there. So, yeah, it's, um, and that's, that's been really fantastic, and, and working with that is um, really great, because that's like a totally different DIY scene than what you would normally see, which is music venues. It's like, no, this is like a DIY, 
like wrestling company in a brewery in Austin. Yeah, it literally sounds like that episode of like Workaholics where they did the whole wrestling thing and like, oh, it's in somebody's backyard and it's just like, shit, that looks super fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was really really funny when it was Michael's backyard. Yeah. 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 Those Um, were more... uh, yeah, I still like them now, but those are really fun. I mean, I guess it's really easy to like think of like a DIY art scene or just an art scene in general. You think, you know, visual art, you know, video, right. you know, music, comedy, whatever. But I don't think anyone <laughs> ever really thinks, oh, yeah, like we have a local wrestling scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you list in all those things. And I just feel like you're leaving out slams. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's become quite the thing, too. Like, it's, uh, Oh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, like uh, every... Um, Everyone I know, yeah, I mean, we all go to PWR now. I haven't been recently, but yeah. Uh, like, yeah, no, and, and I, it's, I think the only place, um, it, it, it does something so uh, important, I think, for what it's trying to be, which is, like, it's it's very overtly, like, a safe space, and it's, like, really just fucking cool about, like, having, like, a good security team that, like, will kick out anybody who's doing anything untoward or fucked up. And, um, at the same time, in that same environment, I got to see, um, a puppet body slam, a a man, a grown man, (laughs) a man actually by the name of Dad Bod, through a fucking table. Um, and that's, you know, that's something special. You don't, you don't get that. Have you yourself ever thought about, uh, participating? I've... In the actual... Yeah, I've, well, I've been all about it, actually, and, uh... I've been invited to their wrestling practices where they, they teach people. It's kind of like... Um, that seems fun. We're like, yeah, eventually if, you know, if you put in enough time and you work up to it, you can actually like, start performing. Um, and and I've, I've been really interested in that, but I also uh, am a simple man and I don't have a car. And it takes three hours to bus up there with the... Like, I could literally go to Dallas just in the same time it would take me to get to, like... like 10 miles from my house that's crazy yeah it's really bad or it would be like 30 fucking bucks and like yeah. every fucking week and you could probably walk there yeah right eventually <laughs> <laughs> one of these days yeah one day that's, um, who, that's part of, of the of training days. yeah yeah oh dude yeah it's part of the story oof yeah <laughs> I walked to a brewery every day for three weeks up both ways I'm the best wrestler now what would uh, do, what would your wrestling name be have oh, I thought so much about it. I actually Slug wanted to. City? I was thinking Slug, Slug City, City would be Slug, okay. Slug City um, you could like come out like covered in slime. Or Honestly, something. this God. is like very similar though, because so I was cool. I, that was the first thought was like sl- something slug related, and I was like, That's, there's something there. And then I was like, wait, no, I think it'd be cool to be the Paramecium, which is a weird other hey! throwback. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because I think that the Speaking concept of, of uh, yeah, right. That was a band that you were in. It was a band I was in, and I think that just the concept concept of like a giant fucking single-celled organism coming out and kicking ass is pretty funny <laughs> yeah that's pretty good cool, yeah. yeah so like i have put a little thought into it and that single cell is pure muscle yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the mitochondria bomb <laughs> you know so uh, you know speaking of austin uh we've met a couple bands from austin played with bands from austin and i've you know I've gotten mixed reactions from people about, you know, either the scene or the city in general. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, it, and it's not like a, like 
I've never heard someone who's like, oh, this is a shitty place. But I've gotten, you know, like, okay, this is like, you know, the scene is really rough and it's not, you know, conducive to like, you know, the locals and, you know, people can be really exclusive. But I've also gotten like, oh, this place is amazing. You know, sometimes I'll play a show and there's a built in crowd. I'm just curious where you guys land on that spectrum, like how you feel about Austin. Because it does, it has this, like, you'll go wherever in the world and people will be like, oh, I'm from Texas. Like, oh, have you ever been to Austin? Mm. Like, people know Austin around the world, which is pretty neat, but it's also like, you know, it's got this kind of... Is it reality meeting... Yeah, they have this euphoria in their head. Vision, yeah. And I'm just curious. People call it like the music capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah. I find that so weird. That's a... Yeah. It sounds like a (laughs) Yeah, that was a marketing thing that Austin started in the 80s. That's why it sounds weird. (laughs) Hollywood, Texas? Hollywood, Texas. So, yeah, how do you guys feel about it? I'm trying to fucking make it. I'm like all cynical. But what do you think? I don't know. I would look at Michael. He's lived there the longest. Yeah, you're, uh, yeah, he's uh, actually from Austin. Yeah, yeah you're from I'm Austin. the worst person to ask about that because uh, I don't care. Uh, okay. Well, there you <laughs> go. Like, I mean, that's good. Why I haven't generally heard anyone like that. I've very rarely heard somebody in the middle. It's almost always like, I love it. This is the greatest place ever. I want to live here my whole life. Or the opposite, where it's just like, I'm here for now. I'll get out at some point. <laughs> it's really both. You know, I think uh, I think it's really both. I think. Uh, you know, um, uh, uh, I'm from Houston, you know what I'm saying? Houston has a great music scene, not that well known about it except for rap, you know? I mean, obviously, rap is all over the world from Houston, but, like, in Houston, I, there's just, in my opinion, there's not enough venues to play, and young people, I don't know, I mean, I haven't, I'm not, I don't want to speak with authority, but, I mean, from what my friends tell me who live there, you know, it's not like young people are rushing out to go to see rock and roll all the time, I mean... I think ultimately what it comes down to is that phenomenon is still happening in Austin. Young people make rock and roll. I mean, they drive rock and roll. Without young people, it ain't nothing, you know? Um, uh, without young kids. And um, they still go to shows. They st- still, for some reason, give a shit about going to a bar, seeing a bunch of random dudes strumming their instruments and drinking beer and just watching them make noise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just crazy to me sometimes I think about it, you know? There are people who, who do go and keep up and are locally involved and and that organic community sense is not something that exists everywhere you know rock and roll is not alive like that in other cities uh, that i know of you know maybe some other cities but um not i mean you know it's more kids are more into you know because of technology i guess you know edm music or rap music or that kind of thing you know not as many people are picking up the guitar perhaps i don't know what it is you know but um at the same time, it is a clicky city. I mean, you know, I mean, I feel, you know, I mean, we have friends. I don't want to talk shit about nobody. We have friends in Austin, you know, great people. Everyone's just very nice for the most part. But a lot of them come from, you know, the same high school, right? You know, a lot of them come from the same part of Austin. And then they all, they were all musicians and they were all super talented. And then they're kind of becoming young adults and doing their own projects. And, and you know, so... Um, I guess if you're an outsider in that sense, yeah, it could definitely seem like intimidating, you know, because, it, you know, sometimes it looks like all the same bands are playing the same bills, Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, and Austin is also a place of niche, you know, people really like their niches, you know, they really, I was saying this the other night, Hotel Vegas like celebrates 78 through 81, those years, uh, for New Year's, they go back in the past, you know, I mean, that's their niche. It's cool. I mean, I like, I love Hotel Vegas, you know, and like bands that do really well there, bands, uh, not exclusively, but bands that are more the house bands, they fit that niche, you know, and they do really well. And they get booked there for the big show, and that's that's good. I mean, you know, uh, 
you know, um, but I'm saying, you know, there is like pros and cons to that, you know, for a band like us, we're kind of on, on an island, I think sometimes, you know, yeah. I've always like personally thought about Austin. I've grew up in Plano, which is just a suburb of Dallas, really. So, you know, in the Dallas area, and I've always thought about Austin, like, this is a really cool place to visit. And I love coming. I love playing shows and like right. going down there just to, you know, see shows and hang out. But it's one of those places I feel like it could be rough to actually live in because yeah. it's one of those things where I'm having an amazing time while I'm here. But it's like, all right, I've been here three days. It's time to go. <laughs> I would like to live like maybe in a suburb of uh, Austin, maybe. Uh-huh. But it's just like being in the actual fray of it, it seems like a lot. And like, I. Yeah. And I mean, like on top of that, I mean, it's. It, it, to me, I've seen. It just seems like I mean, it's just, it's similar in other in other scenes as well. But in Austin, there's so many pants. Yeah, yeah. it's a big place. So big, yeah. Like so, so the pond is full. Yeah, yeah a, a big ridiculous. The yeah. pond is overflowing. Um, with fish, not with water. Which is a good thing for a fan, but for the bands, it can be a bit rough. Yeah, yeah it, it, even even for the fans, it's, I would imagine too. It's oh, even God, hard because yeah. you. I think it's just overwhelming. Yeah, you look yeah. and you. Yeah. Oh, what's going on tonight? Yeah. A thousand fucking shows. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. gonna stay in then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All your Facebook notifications. Yeah, just events. I bet like a lot of y'all's friends are bands, so it's like oh. There's three of my friends' bands playing tonight. It's like, yeah. where, where do I go? And or like, yeah. or three of my friends' bands are playing tonight, and I'm playing tonight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're pu- and we're pulling maybe sometimes from the same audiences. Yeah. yeah. Cutting the uh, the audiences across. That's why I always really like to try to book bills that have bands that pull, f- at least two bands that are pulling from com- completely different audiences in order, you know, to get a baseline crowd there. But uh, yeah, it is a thing. Yeah. I mean, but in a way though, like I talked to bands in Houston. And they're like, man, we just played a show. Like, let's not play for three more months. Like, let's, we gotta, like, people aren't gonna come out. That's we, weird. There's, there's, I, a, there's a lot know? of bands. There's, there's some bands who do that here. There's a lot of bands in Dallas and, and Denton that do that. With they, 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 and I actually have a couple of friends in, uh-huh. in Kansas City who do the same thing. And just other other local scenes. Right. There, it depends. It depends one a lot a lot on the genre. Of sure, sure. And then also it depends on just how they market themselves. What they do is they just they just play one big show mm-hmm. and they pull back and they come play another one like a month or two. And that's how, that's that's yeah. how they like. They, they, they play frequent enough so like you can see their name every once in a while. But the one of the other downsides of that is is that they don't really play outside of their hometown a lot, nor right. they play outside well, of like one or two of the same venues. That so, or outside of their normal audience either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're booking the same bands to play with them too. Yeah, and the same audience is always going to come out if you only play one show a month. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, I see it both ways where it's just like... It, and it's, it's really hard to look at it in music especially. I think it's really... You talk to musicians and like... Somebody does it this way, and they're so adamant about it. They're like, there's stupid if you do it any other way. So it's really easy to get that way, but I see it both ways where it's like, I try to play as many shows as possible mm-hmm. because I love playing shows, yeah. and my thought is, is you know, if we are playing to a lesser crowd, you know, like, it's maybe adds up to the same amount of people or maybe more people. But I, I also see it their way where it's like, oh, you're building up demand. So it's really hard. I think it's like everything in life is really tailor-made. You know, some people go to college and it works perfectly. Right. Some people, they go and it doesn't, like, it. you shouldn't be in college. Like, And it's the same thing yeah. with music. Some people should do this. Some people shouldn't. And you get, like, like even even in the mindset of, like, I'm going to play as many shows as possible from, like, a marketing standpoint, there really, that really isn't a bad thing. Because you can look at it and go, "Cool, I'm not gonna market every show I fucking play." Right. Like I'm mean, like like there there are shows like there have been there have been times where Moniker our, our bands played like like four or five shows in a week. We don't post about every single one of them mm-hmm. because like we, maybe we'll text some friends. We're not gonna sure. like we're not blast gonna go, on social media. Yeah, we're not gonna go all out about every single one of the yeah. shows because yeah. 
that's like that's one. Maybe there's one of those shows that week that like we booked like way in advance and it's like a bigger show. And yeah, you're not two, trying to live. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. It, it, there's just there's a lot of variables to it. So it's sure, like, I'm, yeah. I'm all I'm I'm all about playing whenever you want to, however you want to. But I definitely think it's never a bad idea to play a lot as as long as you choose how you're gonna like how you are you gonna promote yourself. I think you know one thing that we all I mean uh, I I agree. I mean I think you got to play both games. You know. Um, think there's a time when bands should really be hitting it hard and be playing as much as you can and I do think yeah I mean just like with anything there's a point of oversaturation in Austin it's harder to reach that because of the varied amount of venues and Mm -hmm. and just the amount of random new kids who come in every year college towns is where most rock and roll is you know and so you all every four years you'll get a fresh batch of new kids who want to go out on a weekend and try to get drunk underage at a bar and um so like that, you what I told my friends in Houston because they were like they were saying more of the latter. Well, we should, we we gotta hold back. Let's try to bring back more draw. I told them you could play in Austin every single night, and a new person will see you. Exactly. That, yep. that that alone justifies why I've lived in that city for so long. I mean, I'm not that happy in Austin all the time. You know, I like Houston a lot more to be honest. You know, all my friends are there, and it's a real city. It's so much more diverse, you know, but um, rock and roll is alive here, and that's not something that's going to be around forever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, um, you know, I, I think with us, you know, we try to really, when we really go all out for promoting a show, like, I think for us, the highest level is, like, we make a video, you know, and then yeah. post that online, and then try to make it creative or funny or something, and we definitely choose, like, what that goes for, you know? We don't do that for every show, mm-hmm. it'd be exhausting. Right. Um, but, uh, oh, but what I was going to say is that people, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, what I was going to say, <laughs> close captioning, is that, uh, oh, yeah, go for it, yeah, is that uh, people forget about, in the, uh, is that, that you write songs as you play, you know, it's, people are not robots. I mean, even if you're practicing with a click, even if you're trying to play the song, you're always going to have to be, in some way, that song is, for me at least, as a player, is constantly changing and, and evolving in some kind of way, especially with my vocals. Like, I feel like I don't even, I wouldn't want to record songs right in the studio if I haven't had a chance to mess them up on stage a couple of times and see, okay, what's working, what isn't working, because I feel like a, a record is a performance. You know, you have to be in the mindset of knowing what you want to perform Playing live is the best way to get there, and that way you know how to make it different. You know, I I wouldn't I never want the record to sound just like how it is live. I mean, I yeah. don't know, I'm not. I always thought that was kind of weird. Or boring. I think yeah, I, and I think we've had this discussion multiple times, even on this podcast. It's just like you know, right? Music is it, it should be fluid. I mean, yeah. there are some things where I'm like, oh, don't change that. If somebody loves a song, right? Know, yeah. Let's say you're this massive band, like that's your biggest song. You know, keep it either the same or like. Very similar right, because yeah. you know you don't want to upset you the know fans. that's I mean, why you know some people may have come just for that song but there's also like it is fluid and it should move it like and like if if you don't like you're let's say you are a touring band you're playing that song like 200 nights right. a year you need to change it up a little oh like, yeah even if it's crazy. just a rhythmic thing or whatever it just mm-hmm. like yeah things have to change just for and it works for everyone i mean like mm-hmm. in your job Hardly anyone stays doing the same thing in their job. You move throughout the company, and right. it's the same thing with music. You got to change up in order to not lose your mind. Even though it is the thing you love, it is the thing that drives you crazy as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's one last thing. We were talking about this last night. I mean, I, about a. Uh, I I I don't see myself as a technical player. You know, I I don't I don't know scales really. I don't. Um, 
I don't know how to read music. I, I know chords. Uh, I know what I can identify chords if I look at them. And I definitely like know, okay, well, I'm going to play a major here and a minor here because happy and sad is cool. But I don't think about it like, oh, the theory. Like, we were talking about this last yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, so for me, I consider myself uh, more of an expressive player. Uh, and so me trying to figure, like, I never, it's like I, I'll never be able to settle on one thing for me to play as a guitarist until I've done it, um, like I was saying earlier with the vocals a million times, I've figured out like what it is. And then for every show, I mean, I don't know how to play the same solo twice because I don't know. Like I don't, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes I hit bad notes. I mean, sometimes more than often, you know, more than uh, more often than not. And uh, uh, but that's kind of like part of it. For, that it's kind of part of the uh, the art of it for me, you know, is that recreation expressively of that original idea and then how in this particular moment it can be kind of cool and unique yeah yeah i mean like at one last thing on the topic is just like yeah i mean the whole beauty of art is not necessarily when you i mean having the end product is amazing having mm -hmm. the album or having whatever it is being able to see on a piece of paper that you're going on tour but yeah. the the best part of it is making it the, the my yeah the process and like a lot of people are thinking like oh i can't wait till you know i'm able to play you know a stadium it's just like yeah i i'm excited for that i would love to do that at right. some point but i am enjoying every night going and playing a dive bar yeah. i'm enjoying this shit and it's like i'm learning everything and you know it's super fun and writing a song and then like oh this song sounds shitty oh wait no now it sounds great and then you record it and you're like that i was right to do this it's just kind of yeah. verification. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Process, process, process. It's all about process. Nothing... And then you practice. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously. I mean, in a way, in a sense, once you send that song off to get mastered, the process is completely finished. And then uh, you have to move on. I mean, then, yeah. Then that's, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I really, truly believe that as an artist, you have to live in the process. You cannot yeah. be so focused on what things that you were talking about, like aspirational places where you want to be. Yeah. You shouldn't think about where that, well, you can, I guess, but I, maybe it's better to think about in terms of creating the art that you want to create. Where have I not been for myself, you know? I mean, I, I never made music with the thought of mind of uh, other people are going to like this because I never thought they would. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's so weird for me and... I didn't know how to play music in a sense. You know, I mean, I grew up, you know, in a band playing cover songs, but, uh, you know, so, yeah, like, process. You have to live in the process, and you have to live in the process of making mistakes, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, yeah, but that's, like, my kind of my philosophy. Yeah, I think I think Josh Homme said this, but, like, just the whole, like, if you expect anything from music, you expect way too much. Right. Which is, like, it is literally the philosophy I live by. I go to every show expecting there to be zero people there, and when there are five people there, I am fucking jacked. I am yeah. so excited that there are five of my friends or five strangers. I'm so happy that they're there, and I, I'm up there, and even if there are zero people, I'm up there practicing stage, and right. like, it's just super fun. Practicing performance. Exactly. Yeah. Which so, is an art form within itself, you know? Well, let's talk about you guys have an EP out, the Young Buck EP, which we've referenced a little bit. And didn't you record that, Cameron? Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, I engineered, uh, mixed it. Um, was that at your house, it? or did you guys go into, like, a studio? Uh, no, we've never we've never done, like, big studio. I've, well, since the start of the band, I'm, because I never thought that anyone would like this or because there was nobody I mean no one was like 
I never like played a song for someone and they're like, hey, you're going to come to the studio with me now, you know? It was more like, I had to do my own thing. I mean, you know, you yeah. have your own setup, you know? And, um, yeah, no, so we've always self-produced, DIY, done everything ourselves. Uh, that one was, uh, we recorded, it was interesting, we recorded the drums and guitar at uh, the co-op, uh, 21st Street co-op in this room, and then, um, and then most of the other things we did in um, our practice space slash studio that we have that I like record other bands in and, and, and mix and produce and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. But that took a long time, man. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. We talk about that record like it's like a current. I mean, it is currently our release, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it's not current. Yeah, what did that come out in like November? Last yeah, November? Last November. It came out in November. And like, but we had. Uh, we had written those songs maybe two a, years ago. Yeah. Two years before it. We yeah. literally, like, I, we, we recorded those drum tracks and that guitar, like, two years before in the co op. Uh, and then just released it last November. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we, we spent so long working on it. And uh, part of it, what delayed it was a name change, too. You know, we yeah, didn't want to put it as Gorm Yeah. We waited. We waited. I mean, it was finished maybe six months before we put it out or something, or a while. But then we were like, we don't have a name. Holy shit, let's not do this as Gorma Subsy and Doom It. Let's try to do this new thing and, and then have that be our new thing. So it's funny that people think that that's Strange Mother's... It is Strange Mother's debut EP, right? But uh, it, the way that it actually became into... Originally, was uh, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is going to be Gorma Subsy's climatic cinematic album. <laughs> it didn't work out that way, you know? So... Yeah, so, no, yeah, we tracked everything ourselves, but it, it, a lot of it took a long time because I didn't know what the shit I was doing, you know? Yeah. I had uh, my, my friend Drew, who's uh, I, like a partner of mine I work with, mixing things, helped me a lot with remixing things, and Eric was pretty involved in, like, the production things, and, um, it yeah, a lot of remixing, you know? Well, so you guys mentioned that, like, those songs were maybe, you know, two years old before yeah. they were even released, so you guys, yeah. if I'm correct, just finished tracking... A, a new album? Uh, yeah, well, the rhythm parts for the well, most part. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so we have... you guys are currently tracking and working yeah. on yeah. a new album. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So were those? Week? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah were we those like... uh, newer songs, or would you know? It kind of a mix of both, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the you know I, I think that you know the way Cameron put it as far as we focus on songs as they come. So clearly during that time where we were all like you know waiting to put out these new four songs we're we're still writing stuff we're still working stuff out and i think that we've spent a really really long time with um you know the songs that we're putting on this new album because you know uh we, we what we've done with it is we've literally just spent so long playing all these shows and then like refining these songs down to exactly what we want to get them to be um you know like we one of the songs on the album is going to be Blueberry, which is the song we did for the NPR Tiny Desk concert. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's over a year old. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's like, these, these songs, like, they've been around for a while for us, and so we definitely feel, like, just confident, and we, like, know what we're doing as far as, like, what we're going to put to stone, almost. is like Yeah. Like going through that process of yeah. making mistakes. Yeah. Some of them are newer, though. I yeah. Mean, some of them are brand new, yeah. uh, which is kind of interesting and fun. But, and, but I feel kind of like we've narrowed that down better and faster. Uh, like, maybe three or four of the songs will be, like, 
pretty brand new. Uh, do you have any songs that like you haven't played live because like that you're going to wait? Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That's just really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we it's oh, it's a uh, we do a little electronic stuff. Yeah, let's have them. Fun. And we like yeah. we I um. It's actually produced by Tom York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we um. I don't want to get too much into it because I, I there's this is me just like making myself happy with like oh man I'm gonna not tell anybody about this song and then like gonna have the best payoff because um, we we me and Michael just wrote like one of the most intense drum beats on a just beat machine <laughs> that we could think yeah. of and then I uh, wrote a Halloween song because I wanted <laughs> it to be spooky scary um, and and then yeah no so we wanna we wanna play a Halloween show and like actually set up all the electronic shit and like synthesizers and all this stuff and like then play it live um, and yeah. and I think that that's uh, you know that's literally just a payoff for just me like <laughs> I am the only person excited by this um, I no I'm excited about it. I mean we ain't never done that before you know mm-hmm. we never had well no we did we we did last Halloween we played the Monster Mash oh yeah no oh, but yeah. Well, what I meant is like like uh, this is like gonna be the first record that I think will be really interesting for me is because I some of uh, some of these songs maybe three three of them or so uh, I wasn't like the primary songwriter I wasn't like the person it was Michael you know mm-hmm. and, and Anthony who were more and it was really interesting for me to sit back and let that follow their lead, you know, as opposed to me. And it'll feature, like, different songwriting and production from, like, me and... It'll be more, like, kind of, like, how it was, like, me and Michael's... Because it's very interesting to me how we view songs, in a way, very differently and have, like, a different approach to writing, almost diametrically opposed Mm -hmm. in some senses. And I think that really works well together in creating a contrast um, that could be interesting, you know? We just did this song for uh, Attendance Records that's going to uh, see me a fatty. Uh, and the song is, the, the song, it was written by, the lyrics were written by an eighth grader. And it was, uh, the idea of the song is that, you know, these eighth graders, or the day of the project is these eighth graders write the song and then artists from Austin do the songs. And we got the lyrics and it was just like, man, it was not for rock and roll. I mean, the kid said, he's like, I hate rock and roll. I like DJ Khaled and Migos. You know, I, I like that too, you know. So I was like, man, ah, oh, shit, this is not, I kept playing the, playing the guitar and it just would not work, you know, it just wasn't working. And so me and Michael got together. I just, well, you know, we were just like, what can we do? And Michael kind of worked on, I put the music together and then I worked on trying to get the lyrics to fit in the phrasings and then we worked together on cutting out words that weren't working and, and that was a totally new um, process for me. It was like I could really just focus on my voice and try to get that as good as I can. Not focus on am I playing a, a yeah. weird chord here that's <laughs> that's weird to me? Like yeah. Yeah, cause, you know, that's how I'll think. And I think um, that is really cool, and I'm really excited for that. So I, I, you know, we'll probably be doing more than that in the future. I think. Yeah. Well, one of the things we normally ask the bands, but I know this is y'all's first time. This weekend uh, is your first time out of. Uh, it's definitely Tuesday right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's your first time oh, outside Tuesday. of, uh, you know, yeah. playing outside of Austin. Yeah. But so normally we ask people, you know, highs and lows of tours. Have you guys had any stories yet <laughs> on uh, this little Dallas Denton run? This strange weather in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I assume uh, nothing's really hit you guys yet. 
If he did, the Destiny yeah, settled. Yeah. So. yeah. I, <laughs> well, went over, so I guess that's Last, last well. night when uh, Moniker played with you, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll throw in a little story. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> last night, whenever uh, we were playing with you guys, I came into a, uh, we were playing a song, and I came into one of the phrases while I was singing a uh-huh. little too hard, and I spit out. And the just like two days before, I had like spit on the ground, and then I was like, "Oh, I, you know, it's all on the ground." And I looked in a mirror, and there was like a little white spot in my beard, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh, that's disgusting." So I wiped it off, and like, so this had just happened to me, and uh-huh. on stage, I spit out, and I was just like, "Oh no, that was—is that in my beard? Or is that where is it?" So like, I turn around, and I'm like looking at Hagen on drums, and I just like I wipe my. Um, I wipe my mouth and then I like I turn around finish the song and I like look in my hair and there's like on the side that only I can see <laughs> there was just spit in the hair and like there was people right up on the stage and I was like shit I like I hope I didn't spit on them I don't care if it embarrasses me but I was just like Ugh, that that was a little rough for me so there you go there's the strange mother uh, tour story uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I like I, it. Yeah. I saw her kick the shit out of the mic. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's that. Trying to um, do my uh, new metal I mean, 90s bass walk. Like, I guess I, I don't know. I lost my scissors right before I, we came on tour. So, like, I meant to trim my mustache. So, I've just been eating hair for days. I do that on stage already. It's yeah. just like, it's not a night without yeah. me, like, breathing in to, like, uh, sing and then choke on hair. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I miss the tour stories? No, you well, didn't. You've been here it. this whole time. Um, nice. neat. <laughs> was that a joke about there's not a tour story? No. Uh, well, I mean, like, I knew that this was... Like, I was going to try no, and play yeah. it off like we you were didn't try walk and out. You. Oh, because yeah. I knew they wouldn't have many tour stories, but now it's already... It's on record <laughs> that I walked out. Yeah. I had a phone call. There's uh, there's currently poop coming up from the from my shower in the, in the drain, so I had to take a phone call. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, I had to take shit. a phone call about... Literally. Yeah. Literally. Literally, literally sh- shit. Shit that levitates. Like, yeah, dude, the shit is risen. Yeah. So, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, I had to take a phone call. Shit is risen. I, mean, well, that, I was going to try and graze over that so you didn't have to say that, but... I don't care. Go. I don't care. I'm, I'll, I'll talk it's about it. It's out there. Oh, yeah, there's really another really strange... I told them... Weird time. We're done. We're done. Story songs. They're strange, mother, y'all. You can see, you can write a song about shit is risen. You know what I'm saying? Because I was telling them since they don't have any tourist stories yet, I was like, well, I got a story that happened last night when I spit in my hair. And there you go. Hagen got shit from his shower. So (laughs) those stories are now y'all. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful day. But yeah, so let's... uh, Let's see what we are going to do a segment. We're doing a segment now? We're doing a real segment this time. Real segment. Real talk. Who? Oh, we're Mike starting Jones. now? Wait, no. Just, not, uh, yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's going to pull podcast. up the little... <laughs> 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 So this is uh, where we talk about what we've been listening to. Music. We go around in a circle. Yeah. We say what we listen to. And you to. can't interrupt. You can't interrupt. You can't interrupt. You I got who? yelled at. <laughs> Mike Jones. The first time we did this, <laughs> the first time we did this, I interrupted. Somebody said some a band I liked, and then I talked about it, and Jackson was like, shut the fuck up. So you cannot interrupt. There were girls on the podcast. All right, Hagen, kick it off. What are you listening to? Yeah. Uh, I'm listening to this guy named Jordan Rakai. He's this pretty cool, uh, pretty cool kind of, I guess, jazz guy. He's got some nice groove going. He's really, he's really following into that, uh, that neo neo soul fad. It's pretty, it's pretty great. Um, 
I mean, that's really all new I've been listening to. I mean, I, I mean I've just, been I've been rehashing. What you listening to? I've been rehashing the Harry Styles album a little bit. I haven't um, listened to that. I've heard it's actually pretty good. It is. It is pretty good. Um, and oh, uh, Reign of Kindo released a new single. I haven't heard it yet, but I heard they released a new single, so I started listening to their old albums as well. And they're like a little nice. jazz rock band. So uh-huh. yeah, that's what I'm listening to. Uh, I have gotten like halfway through the new Arcade Fire record. I had listened to like uh, like three singles they released before, and I, I really liked two of them. One of them, I was like, yeah, this is good, not great. But uh, you know it's good. I'm I'm gonna listen to it. it it's definitely it's really disco. So yeah. it's really like it. So it's really fun, to, you know, dance to. So uh, I have been listening to the new Arcade Fire. Haven't quite finished it yet. Uh, and then also a band that I saw a while back, uh, Japanese Breakfast, just released a new album. They're from I think New York, and it's this is like solo project. And she's just like it's a really cool cool record but just in general japanese breakfast i've been listening to all of her slash their music so they're actually coming to dallas soon so if you want to go see them at rbc what you've been listening you might as well to listen the date at that point i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> i hope uh, no one who's on our podcast uh, has a show that date that's why i won't mention it nice <laughs> there you go uh, I've been listening to a band called Parcels from Australia. They did a uh, single with Daft Punk recently, which is really strange. Hmm. Uh, and I just checked out their EP called Hideout. Uh, and that's about it. It's pretty good, though, if you like Daft Punk. It's very similar, and it makes sense why they work together. Yeah, right. So, hmm. yeah, you I... might you might have a poster <laughs> in your room. I definitely do. Uh, I have a, <laughs> I have that little uh, the little. Uh, famous thing from Pulp Fiction where John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson have the guns and the suit, but instead of their heads it's the Daft Punk heads, and it's kind of like in a rainbow hue. Yeah. Alright, what you listen nice. to? Visual and yeah, I've, I've just been listening to Tobacco. That's pretty much it. Tribe Called, Tribe Called Quest. Probably. Yeah. I don't really listen to too much music, to be honest, so... <laughs> really? <laughs> That's true, yeah. I just write it and play it, but I don't really listen to a lot of stuff. So. That's pretty cool. Kind of get caught up in listening to your, your own, own shit. Your own yeah, shit. Your own right. mixes, yeah, that's, like... yeah. I have to remind you not to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put your phone down. I gotta take another phone call about the shit. Don't <laughs> shit is risen. Well, it's a good thing he talked to her. Bye, Hagen. Bye. Uh, no, um, man. Of course, I've been listening to Damn, the Kendrick Lamar album, like nonstop. Record's so good. Damn, uh, I've been listening to, uh, I bought The Chronic 2001 on vinyl, I've been, man, I've been getting right back into that, I, I, I definitely still, I've been listening a lot to, um, uh, bands, like, uh, we were listening to Deerhoof's new record, which I've been kind of playing on and off, um, and then listening to, oh, I always listen to Deerhoof, you know, I can always, like, put their records on, I listen a lot now to, uh, um, to this band, uh, Wipers, uh, like from the 80s, this punk band from Oregon who's really awesome. Kind of like, um, I like, uh, I've been listening a lot to, um, you know, um, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, shit. Um, oh, the first Parquet Quartz record, Light Up Gold. That record's great. I really like that record. I mean, I really like their later records, but I like that record a lot because it's, it retains this, like, it almost sounds like they don't know what they're doing, which is really awesome. <laughs> this is all aw- I love that. You know, I love that vibe. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the oh, and Dark Throne. I've been 
uh, listening to some dark, dark black metal. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I, I, I saw... Um... You're interrupting. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you done goofed. I saw Venom in Austin, oh, and wow. I saw uh, Mayhem in Austin. Uh, it was crazy. They played at... Uh... Fuck, was it Mohawk? No. Yeah, it was Mohawk. Yeah. Probably, yeah. They played at Mohawk. It was during Fun 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 Fest one year. And I was just like, I was with a bunch of people who weren't into black metal. I was like, we have to go. These guys are crazy. So yeah. we went on 6th Street, ate at uh, Death Metal Pizza, and then we went over to the Mohawk. Did you interrupt again? A yeah, I did. themed day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Japanese bands recently. Japanese uh, Breakfast? Not Japanese Breakfast, because they're actually from Japan. Um, some uh, like otaku nerd over here. Um, Poser, weed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been listening to uh, the Pillows, who do the soundtrack for Fooly Cooly. Um, that's just like constantly in my head all the day, like all the days, all the days. Let's yeah, let's all go with the days. That. Let's go with that. Um, like that and. Uh, Number Girl specifically, those are two bands that are just like very good. Number Girl is like you know early two thousands, like uh, sort of like I don't know, like Pixies influenced, but also like they're kind of doing like very proto shoegaze and almost emo stuff. Like really, really good. Kind of caught me off guard um, that like they were doing that like in like two thousand, like they broke up in like two thousand two, like only released like four records in like five years and all of them are just killer um and then and then yeah actually the the lead dude uh from number girl right after they broke up started another band called zazen boys and they're pretty much battles <laughs> it's Ooh. really good yeah 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 who came first um do we know i want to say they kind of started around the same time but zazen boys was like 2003 so yeah. i think they might they might got battles a little beat Got him. Got him. Got him. Well, um, that's it, yeah. Where can we find you guys? You guys have the the EP out, and you will have an LP at some point. Oh, yeah. You can find us on that Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, Bandcamp. Not SoundCloud. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. We don't need them. Yeah, we don't need them, bro. Drop the mic. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah, we're not rappers, actually. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 uh. If we were rappers, we'd drop the mic and be on yeah. SoundCloud. And getting thoughts. You guys got any upcoming shows you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to plug it right in there. We're playing uh, August 3rd, this Thursday, at Cheer Up Charlie's with Shui Um This really awesome band from Austin. They're going on tour. That is in Austin, by the way. Cheer Up Charlie's is. Yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, it's it's us. It's Trevi. Um, it's some French shit. I can't say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baguette, baguette, uh, spaghetti. I think guest rooms is on that. Yeah, guest rooms just got added on the bill. Oh, and the stacks. Stacks are awesome. Yeah, that's a that's gonna be an awesome bill. They're they're a really interesting, weird band. You know, check yeah. them out. All right, Adam, where are we? We're at don'tfeedtheartist.com or in your favorite podcast app. What? At Facebook, Instagram. Right? Yeah, like I don't too. care about that. All right, cool, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about that. All right. Um, you should go follow us on that. Shit. I should that have. Stuff. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> ah!
That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. We'll do it live.